All right, Sarah, thank you very much. It's good to be with uh, everyone again today. And uh, if you got here early, you're, you're going to do well. I'm afraid that we're going to max out the conference lines again uh, based on the number of people who are logging in. So it's good to get here just a bit ahead before we actually completely uh, lock up all the lines. We're going to get started in part two of headlines. Originally, we were going to do this uh, differently, but we had such an overwhelming response to our last session on crafting the proper headlines that we are going to uh, continue to teach with that. And we're also going to do live optimization of email headlines and also of uh, or subject lines and also, of course, landing page headlines. So we have a very busy, busy time together. Just by way of review, it has been demonstrated over and over again that one of the best possible ways to achieve lifts in conversion is through the uh, subtle changes to uh, a single simple text portion of your site called the headline. The reason that's so significant is because typically it requires a minimal amount of development time or zero development time and a very minimal amount of design time. And so you more or less are able to achieve the most for the least when it comes to your optimization efforts. In many cases, the best place to start with improving the performance of your page is with the headlines. But I have found that most of us have not been taught a systematic way to think through a kind of disciplined methodology for analyzing a headline. There's almost a kind of understood concept that those people who are specially gifted as speakers or salesmen or with some kind of persuasive gift are the only ones who can truly write headlines, that there's a kind of intuitive feel that makes someone effective. Now, I would not say that's absolutely incorrect. I'm sure there are people who have an intuitive feel, and that's valuable. But the truth is, a good workman ought to be able to craft a good headline, and it ought to be at least good enough for him to conduct a series of tests and thus discover a brilliant headline. Because of the need and the opportunity, we've focused a lot of research in this area, and we spent last week demonstrating that through our case studies and teaching you a, a simple approach to how you think about headlines. And I am, going to, uh, I am going to begin by kind of reviewing the key points. Now, this will be a very minor part, all right? We're on session two, and this will be a very minor part at the beginning, about five to eight minutes. But please, if you pass this up in your eagerness to see the first case study, you're going to miss something integral to improving performance. In this first part, we discuss the key qualities of winning headlines. Uh, with tongue-in-cheek, our journal editor used the word secret. Uh, it's not really a secret. It's just that most people don't know it. And then we reviewed three single factorial case studies and presented methods for sharpening and testing your copy. In part two, we're going to review those concepts. We're going to illustrate them now, not with single factorial, but with multivariable test results, and we're going to get more nuanced and more subtle. This means that if you learned last week and it was helpful and you're ready for something a bit deeper, stay with us because these case studies are more challenging. And we also are going to ask you to help us optimize some headlines before we're done. So with that in mind, uh, let's just kind of think through uh, the principles of crafting a good headline. Now, you're looking at a landing page that exists on the Marketing Experiment site. And as you look at that, I want to just kind of overlay it with a series of principles that more or less explain why this headline has been or can be so effective. And so let's just kind of think about the headline itself in its key components. This is, again, part of a three-slide review. The objective of your headline is not to sell but to connect with your reader. Too many of us are trying to sell with our headline. People don't buy because of the headline. People only determine to give your attention to you so that you can give them a reason to buy, and that's only if your headline is compelling and effective. 
the headline draws your reader into the next line, which is your subheader. And in most cases, our sites are not using subheaders effectively. There's a very specific way you use your subheader, and I'm going to show you that in just a bit. The subheader connects this prospect to the first paragraph. So there is a sequence that you're moving through. The headline stops them from moving on and starts them moving in. It stops them from moving on and it starts them moving in. That is moving in your site, through your copy, into a dialogue, a conversation with you. And that's why the subheader must do some very special work that the header does not do. Again, bear with me. I'm teaching. I am a professor, and you'll have to forgive me. But I think that before I show you the next case study, this will help you. And because I'm going to ask you to help optimize headlines for some of our own people that are on the phone today, learning this will help you give us the best possible suggestions. The first paragraph engages them with your offer. So if you think about it, there's a kind of natural flow. There is a process. Look at the arrows on this page. The arrow on the upper left, 2008 Landing Page Optimization Workshop. Not necessarily a strong headline. It doesn't necessarily reach out and stop you unless that's exactly what you're looking for. But it does do something very important. It answers a critical question in the mind of a person who just came to this page. It tells them where they're at and essentially what they can do here. The next page, the next line, the subheader does the heavy lifting, and it emphasizes enough reasons to get you to consider reading the first paragraph. That's the sequence. Now, I would test this headline. There might be a much better way to use the the core headline, but the subheader is powerful. The first paragraph does something that many of us fail to do and we can't understand why our pages aren't converting. It builds the problem. I don't care how brilliant your solution is if the person who is considering your solution does not acutely feel the problem, then you have lost urgency and you have lost relevance. And there are two components that somehow create for you a void in the mind. This is cognitive science again, cognitive psychology. But the void in the mind that must be there so that you can fill that void and occupy that position with your offering. The first is relevance and the second is urgency. Relevance means that what you're offering matters to them. Urgency means, and it's very important that you have both, that they need to act now. Without relevance or urgency, you're in trouble. Have one without the other, and you still can get weak performance. I don't care how relevant your offer is. Unless you can make me acutely feel the need to act today, then I'm in trouble. And I start by emphasizing the problem. There are qualities of successful engaging headlines, and we're going to look at those three points, and we're going to get right to a case study. So. Here we are. Clarity. Clarity is one of the critical points of an engaging headline. The first headline that you saw clearly explains where you're at. You who are an expert may go back and say, how could 2008 landing page optimization workshop be a good headline? It was judged here that because of the confusion between two separate brands who are cooperating, marketing experiments and marketing Sherpa, that we needed to be extremely clear first. Clarity trumps persuasion. Clarity trumps persuasion. It's a mantra around here. Clarity trumps persuasion. Next, you need relevance. Relevance is that part of the headline which helps the person to recognize that what's going to come later in the page is important to them. And next, you're going to need credibility. They don't believe you. They're predisposed not to believe you. And it's not their fault. It's ours. It's yours and it's mine. It's ours because we have bombarded them with so many marketing messages that they no longer know what they can believe and who they can trust. They are overwhelmed. 
Now, you might look at this list and say, well, what about urgency? You talked about urgency before. Why isn't urgency here? Sometimes urgency works in a headline, but sometimes it's integrated into the body copy. You might add it. It could be a fourth element. It depends on how much you can accomplish in a headline. We definitely do it, for instance, with an early bird discount. So there are times when urgency is a fourth key, but clarity, relevance, credibility, and urgency are vital. Now, that was 60 minutes of teaching last week, summarized as succinctly as I can. And, of course, I'm not working from a script. I'm speaking extemporaneously, and, uh, but I'm trying hard to help you get something today that will make a big difference when you go back to work and think about how you're going to improve conversion on your own sites. To do that, we should start with a case study, Test Protocol 1000. That's a real number. I can't believe it's an even one today, Hunter. Uh, but the goal of this experiment with this, our research partner wanted to increase signups for a subscription-based alert service. Here's the research question. Now, most people can't formulate a good research question, and there are several types of research questions. Which headline would achieve the highest conversion rate? Then there was an approach, and in this case, we went from single factorial to uh, multivariate testing. Uh, most of you know that we conduct certification programs teaching how to do uh, testing. We have a new one coming out on multivariate. Please hear me. I need to move on. But most of us who conduct multivariate tests are doing it wrong. Be very careful. I look at those results, and I see decisions being made that are the wrong decisions. I believe in multivariate testing. I'm not against it. We run them ourselves. But um, there's too much folk wisdom and not enough science involved in how we interpret the results. The, in this case, we have six different headlines. Those are the values on the landing page. Now, with that in mind, let's just kind of look at the headlines. All right, so the subscription service allowed parents to find out if registered sex offenders lived in their area. The six-page headlines we tested were these. Look at these six headlines. I'm going to ask you to vote in a moment, so pay close attention. And line one says there are more than 491,720 registered sex offenders in the U.S. Headline two says, does a sexual offender live in your neighborhood? Uh, headline three says, identify sex offenders today. Be aware, be alert, and be safe. Headline four says, protect your children, identify sexual offenders in your area. Headline five says identified registered sex offenders living near you. Number six says search the National Sex Offenders Database. All right, I have experts. I need you to vote. Which headline achieved the highest conversion rate? Just use your Q&A feature and vote. Some of you are old hands at this. We have a lot of you that come back over and over again. All right, I'm going to start reading, and I'll try to give you a consensus of where the most votes are coming in. All right, two, two, five, two, 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 four, two, four, three, two, five, two, four, five, two, 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 one, five, two, 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 a lot of twos, and, uh, and you're voting. We are going to go back and count these votes, or at least go through every log of this, and there are hundreds of you right now that are voting. Let me give you just a minute. Keep going. I want to see how my audience is thinking. But it's clearly two that has it. All right. There's a few of you who are dissenters. And <laughs> we're going to discover very quickly who's right because the next slide is going to show the data set. All right. So let's now check the data. All right, according to the numbers, there are more than 491,720 registered sex offenders in the U.S. You know this one, number one, uh, conversion was 0.42%. Number two, conversion 0.56%. That was uh, the one that received the most votes. Number three, 0.46. Number four, 0.56. Number five was 0.75%. And number six was 0.49. So the fifth headline 
converted 34% better than the next best headline. Now, I liked number two. I understand why you chose number two. I want to hear right now why you think number five actually won in this test. So take a few moments, use the Q&A feature in your, in your set, and I'll start to see what you're thinking. Someone says, because it communicates in three words the major point. Nice thought. Oh, that's from Scott. Someone says, I want to know only who lives, but I also want to know where. That's Rick. Um, Carolyn, I think you said, yeah, which means you picked the right headline. Congratulations. Same to you, Jason. All right. Heather says, near you was the key. Clarity, said Mark. Uh, Andrew, who's always on these calls and probably could run them, it sounds like, as many as he, I've seen him attend, says it was his second guess. Uh, very good. Clarity, says Bobby. Tony says, more specific. All right. Let me see if there's anything unique. Absolute clarity, said uh, someone else. Clarity, clarity. Someone said because the word registered is used. Very interesting. Invites an action. All right. I, your thinking is very important. We go back and read these logs and see how you're thinking. We're noticing something, too. We're noticing that you're getting better and better. I have watched the, 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 the MQ, the marketing quotient, increase, or the OQ, the optimization quotient, increase in our audience. There's a kind of uh, growth taking place, and I, I'm very proud to see that happening. We want you to get better and better. All right, now, let's drill down a little bit. All right, so what made the difference? Here's the numbers. We've been thinking that through. Well, the winning headline was a concise call to action. It implied an important benefit. This is what one of our team members observed. But the winner also defied some common best practices for headlines. It didn't state the benefits as directly as number three. It wasn't as specific as number one, 491,720. Um, Hunter Boyle, who is our editor of the journal and who works with our own headlines, said the winner used a more direct, it talked to you, not your area or your neighborhood, and it connected with a wider audience. He did note that the, does a sexual offender live in your neighborhood had the second best performance. So you marketers that missed it weren't that far off. Congratulations. And in this case, the yes or no question format is effective because it taps into powerful emotions, fear and anger. And it's not an obvious question like, do you want to increase sales by 32% a year? I want to go back, and I just want to use kind of the, a little bit of cognitive psychology and look at the headlines for a second. Why could it be that this particular headline was better? Well, I think that there are several key factors. Some of them have been said. First of all, I think that it uses a term that was very big in, in the news in the years that these tests have been run, registered sex offenders. We all learned about the fact that sex offenders had to register. I think that near you was very important to Hunter's point. I think that you could have dropped the word living, uh, but the word living might not have, might have mitigated performance because they want to know if they're living in the neighborhood, close to you, around you, near you. I think the word identify registered sex offenders gets right to the point right away in a handful of words. But I want to say this to you. I want to say that I could not, in, in 85 to 90% of our tests, I think I can call the winner before it happens. I would, have had, I would have had to look real hard, and I'd have only been able to think uh, in probabilities, and I'd identify two, perhaps three of these as being those that's going to perform the best. You couldn't know for sure, which is, of course, why we have to test. We can learn some things. One of the things that's important in your best practices is that there's a transcendent best practice. This transcendent best practice, it's almost uh, a contradictory, is that You've got to be able to break the rules with your headlines. You need to use wild cards. In testing, we call them radical redesigns, when we completely redesign a page and break the category that we were working in and get outside of that line of thinking. You must do the same thing. When you're testing, 
be sure and reach beyond incremental improvements and look for radical improvements. This is hard for you to do if you've been classically trained in an academic group or department because we are taught that unless you can isolate a particular variable, you can't really be sure of your data. But the problem with that is that in a real world where results matter, that approximations can carry you a long ways. You're not writing a thesis. You're trying to get performance results. And frankly, today, with the changes on the Internet and the speed with which we can test, you can, you can make those kinds of approximations. And even if you're a brilliant academic in a department somewhere, you should be doing this anyway, because you can follow up the next day with a test that helps you isolate the key variable. But the first test gets you in the ballpark, more or less. The world has changed because of interactivity at the speed of uh, digital bits. With that in mind, let's look at another case study. All right, so here we are. The goal is, an, uh, here's another research partner, and they want to increase the open rate. Now, by the way, I think this test is sophisticated, and I, I, want, I want you to look at it and think about it. If you're a pro and you have a lot of things you're testing, especially with email, you're going to find this very, very interesting. It's a, it's a different approach. And the primary research question is which subjects I will produce the highest email open rate. And I would venture to say that virtually every single person on the phone has asked that question because all of us, despite its drawbacks, still find, uh, in general, email is an effective marketing channel. And uh, there were other considerations. And, uh, and we're going to talk about this. This really wasn't a true multivariate test, by the way. And I'll modify that in the final journal issue. But what I want you to see right now is the actual design of the test so that you can make decisions. Also, standing by is one of our expert analysts who has been, uh, you know, studying this test. His name's Andy Mott. Andy's going to be with us, and I may ask him some questions. Also, on the phone are some of our optimization experts, Aaron Rosenthal, Jimmy Ellis, and, of course, many other team members. There are about 160 people working across our three research groups. And we typically put some of our key experts on the line to try and help understand, uh, you know, or answer questions. And soon, if you joined us late in the call, we're going to actually be looking at your own headlines and your own subject lines and trying to come up with good test uh, examples or treatments. Keeping that in mind, let's look at the design. All right. The test pairs were determined by style variables. Now, see, this is starting to get sophisticated. We were looking for a subject line that was formal versus informal. We wanted a subject line that had the partner company's name, and we wanted one without it. That's the, the partner company was our research partner, so that would be the uh, equivalent to your company name, for instance. Then we looked at word placement at the beginning or at the end. Where do we put the punch in the sentence? Uh, you know, you can learn something about optimization by paying attention to the old Strunk and White style guide. And in particular, thinking about how you actually order the words in a sentence. Urgency versus no urgency. And impersonal versus personal. That's not this quite the same as formal versus informal. These were the styles. Now, by the way, I want to say this to you before we move on. If you've not broken your headlines into such categories, you're still just engaged in uh, single factorial, multifactorial crapshoots. And uh, bravo for your courage, but a little systemization here will get you further along. You need to think about these, this kind of style separation. And for some of you on the phone right now, you should be writing down these styles. You will get this journal issue, and you will be able to listen to this lecture again, but you can take this same uh, style set and superimpose it over the next set of headline tests or subject lines that you're doing. Now, let's actually see what this looks like when it's applied. And it's going to be confusing until I show you the example. But this is, these are templates because we're sending out thousands upon hundreds of thousands of alerts. So the first one is secfilings.com, alert for, and that's the company, the stock company name. This is stock information. Your alert for company name and then the form type, now available at secfilings. That's the, that's the actual form that they can get at the site. And these are ten variations based on the style sets that we talked about in the previous slide. If it's confusing, it's all right, because the next slide is going to make it easier. We filled in these with actual examples. Mind you that the first one says secfilings.com alert for Apple. 
8K. Now, to an investor, that means a lot. But it might be that the investor signed up for information on Microsoft, not Apple. And it might be that he's looking for something besides an 8K. So those were the reasons that we had templates driving the design of these headlines. I'd like you to look at these 10 styles. And I am aware that this is a difficult question for you. But I need you now to tell me, in your best judgment, which headline will produce the highest yield. I will not hold you to this. I will not put it on your permanent record. It will not be in your school marks. I just want to see what you think. So take a look. But before you do, because I'm going to help you a little bit, I need Andy. Andy Mott, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Uh, Andy, can you give us just a little bit more explanation about the templates and what they're looking at right there? I know you've studied this at length. Well, the, uh, as you explained, the, uh, the precept for the test was to, uh, uh, was to test these uh, particular uh, style variables. And what we were, uh, we were really optimizing for was uh, our, our primary research was uh, for open rates. So we, we really weren't sure because the partner did not have uh, good metrics in place for open rate prior to us uh, initiating this test. We, we had no baseline, so we didn't know how well their, their existing control uh, uh, subject line was performing, so we really wanted to throw a bunch of different um, radical redesigns out there, and we had an opportunity to test a lot of different pairs because they were sending out a, a lot of uh, a large volume of emails. So it really gave us the the opportunity to test uh, a lot of different variables and uh, get some good metrics to see what the effect would be. Excellent, excellent. I'm going to come. Uh, we back. We may have questions in the audience for you. Thank you, Andy. Um, now uh, I'm starting to see your votes begin. Go ahead and vote. Tell me which headline is best. Excellent. I've already received 1,131 responses from the audience, 1,168, 1,180. You're doing great. All right, let me give you a sense of what's coming in. Uh, it feels like from looking at the numbers, you're all over the map. Uh, I see 4, 5, 6, 9, 9, 4, 9, 1, 6, 4, 2, 5, 6, 2, 2, 6, 5, 9, 5, 6. Some of you are going to get a number 2 that works. I can see that. You're going to stick with 2 the whole session. 4, 8, 10, 6, 2, 9, 10. All right. My sense from looking at your quick votes, we're not using our polling features right now, is that there uh, isn't really a consistent pattern. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, it's a little difficult to figure out which one of these will perform best. However, I will point this out. Knowing which one will point best, could have a huge impact on the revenue for the company who's doing this. And don't, don't forget I'm going to be asking you in a minute to help some companies. I'm going to ask you to help me optimize headlines. But quickly, let's go to the data and see which headline performed the best. Now, there are two variables here. Number seven did not use the partner's name and it outperformed the control by 84% in open rate. Number four contained alert information and research partner's name, and it outperformed the control by 44.74% in conversion. Now, just stop for a moment. We just used two different words. We talked about open rate and conversion. And frankly, I think there's a lot of money left on the table because we don't think through the various impact downstream. We're so excited about open rate that we're not tracking all the way through the conversion. Clearly, however, number four and number seven need our attention. So let's back up. Here's number four. Apple Alert, 8K report from secfilings.com. And here's number seven, alert for Apple 8, for alert for Apple 8K. Now, it's interesting to note that getting the company's name off the email, at least in the beginning of it, improved performance. So what do we do? What can we learn from that? Well, let's go forward for a second. What factors do you think made the difference? Let's look at this kind of summary slide. Here's the highest open rate, the alert for Apple 8K, and the lowest open rate, your notification of Apple filing form 8K. Now, just think about the difference between 1.35% and 283 that's a huge difference in terms of potential response. And look at the headline. It did begin with you, and, and uh, it said important things right away. 
you didn't use the word your, but you know, implying you. Let's go to highest conversion rate. Apple Alert 8K reports from scfinds.com, and the lowest conversion rate was Apple 8K Alert 0.07. Now look at that for a second, and I'm gonna. I, this time I know I'm making you think hard. All right, so what factors do you think made the difference? Congratulations, Scott, for guessing the right conversion rate. Which one got the highest? If you look at the current slide, if you have any confusion, it's all here now. This slide summarizes the best. All right, so now I want to see your reasons. I know you're thinking slower. Someone's saying concise, word order. That's uh, Taya. Uh, I think word order is very important. Uh, the use of the word alert. All right, I, I'm, not, I'm going to hold my comments until we get a little further. Let me hear what others are saying. Uh, brand recognition. I'm gonna, I'll argue on that one. Brand recognition didn't really help very much until the end, but we might, we might argue that it helped on the conversion side. So that's a, that's a valid point. Uh, somebody say something brilliant. I'm looking for brilliance. Come on, audience. Talk to me. Give me something brilliant here. Including the company name sets the expectation that they will see some sort of offers, whereas the Apple AK alert is just informational. That's what Robert says. Interesting point. That's an interesting point. Uh, Andy, did you run this test? I know you analyzed it. Did you run this test, or were you part of the team that ran it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question here in a second. All right. Clint, you get the all-time uh, favorite for uh, giving the teacher an apple. Clarity, relevance, and credibility, he says, was the reason. <laughs> How can I argue with that? Uh, let's talk about this. Now, you may have been on the first session, and if this is advanced for you, go back and listen to last week's session, and you'll get more. Uh, perhaps it will help you. But I think that we can get to something right now that's relevant for everybody, the difference between open rate and conversion and the impact factors. And so I'm going to go to a, an important slide in just a second that starts to talk about those differences. But I'd like to hear, first of all, uh, Andy, you were involved with the test. And uh, tell me, what do you think made the, the significant difference? Well, after running this test, uh, we felt that the reason that uh, the one that had the highest open rate, the alert for Apple 8K, uh, had that open rate was because it, uh, it may have looked to the, uh, to the recipient less like spam, uh, more, more something informational, less like a, a sales or, or spammy type email. And as far as the highest conversion rate goes, um, all the information that the that the user needed to go to the website and read the the alert that they had chosen to receive email alerts for was contained in the subject line. So they really, in that case, they didn't need to read anything in the body of the email uh, to to get them to go to the website and visit the site to read the alert. So that was uh, those were our findings for this test. Uh Ryan makes a point that I'd like to hear if, if this is accurate or this is just the way we wrote it. According to Ryan, the grammatic structure is interesting. The, the lowest don't use colons and the highest do. What do you think? Another, but this is Jimmy. I have an interesting thing. that I mean, I just didn't pick it up on the first time I looked at these results. But for the highest conversion rate one, this is Apple Alert. And the funny thing about that is it sounds more official than all yeah. the other ones. It almost sounds like it's from Apple which could give it some, I'm not going to say undeserved, but some credibility that <laughs> it might not actually have. And so it would be an interesting follow-up test to do a couple of variations of that one. All right. J Jimmy, is, uh, you know, he's on our research staff. He's a scientist, but we have to watch him. He misbehaves all the time. He, in his heart, he's still a spammer and a demeanor and all those evil things. <laughs> You're killing me right now. <laughs> The, the 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 reality is he you can credibly use the Apple brand in this email and the truth is that when you led with the Apple brand you got you got interesting results certainly from the conversion standpoint. All right, so uh, there's, uh, there's one more yeah. there's one more potential observation as well, this and that is that uh, yes yes uh, the. Uh, um, there's the factor that the highest um, open rate versus the highest conversion rate, um, the, um, the, uh, all of the information, as Andy said, um, needed to establish um, you know, relevance is contained in the subject line. And consequently, um, 
it may be that for the um, for that uh, email message with the subject line with everything uh, required, they may not even open it. They may just click directly through to the site because it's a, uh, a membership-oriented site. They may just leave it in the um, uh, in the preview window and go directly to the site. So you know, uh, not everything uh, um, may be evident there. Excellent. All right. Well, I need to move on. I think that's valuable. Let's let's draw some insights and let's get optimizing headlines from the audience. All right. So let's just look at a couple things that are important before we move on. Two different subject lines give the best performance for two different objectives. This requires further strategic analysis. What is the best objective? Do you optimize for open rate or for conversion? And really, you need to determine the business impact of each and quantify the value of the relative increase in open rates and conversion. And if you're trying to use follow-up tests, which is what you should be doing to optimize further and dig deeper, then here's what you need to bear in mind. And by the way, I'm going to summarize vital information, but bear in mind, you're going to get a written version of this. Test the best subject lines by open rate in each pair against the control to determine the strongest subject line, optimizing by testing the from line. This is if you're looking to achieve a higher open rate. When it comes to conversion, test the best subject lines by conversion in each pair against the control to determine the strongest subject line, and focus also on the body copy elements. Now, those are key points, and you may still have a question in your mind as to what we're talking about. But at the same time, I think if you will uh, bear them in mind, uh, soon you're going to get the report, and we can go into more depth with that. I think it would be important to shift gears right now. I think the audience needs to get help with their own headlines, and so what I'm going to do is shift gears, and, uh, and we're going to actually begin looking at some headlines in just a moment and optimizing them. I have a lot of very important questions that you've submitted, and I may come back to these, but I need to try to optimize some headlines so that I can help you the most. So these questions are questions that we may touch again in just a moment, but for now, let's go here. Uh, here's a headline. Do you want the best price? See it? Want the best prices on top kitchen essentials. Central's new catalog has them. This is a subject line. All right. So, so what I need you to do is look at this and tell me a better headline. Think now. We may be able to help this merchant. I'm going to be watching your best headlines. And, gentlemen, I think we should summarize the best headlines that we get received right now, even apart from what we discuss and send them over to the merchant if we have uh, contact information so that they'll have a raft of headlines from a whole audience full of experts in market. I mean, the audience is so large, you know, you have a representation of, of top marketers from all over the world right now. Let's see what they say. Someone says drop the second sentence. Guaranteed best prices on hot kitchen gear. Okay. Uh, get the best prices on top kitchen essentials. Best prices on kitchen essentials at Central's. Best price on top kitchen essentials guarantee. New catalog has best prices on top kitchen essentials. Best prices on top kitchen essentials, Central's new catalog has them. All right, so I want you to think about that for just a moment. And I'm going to ask Hunter. Hunter Boyle works with our team. He's the editor, managing editor, I think, right, Hunter? of the Marketing Experiments Journal, <laughs> and uh, he, he tests subject lines constantly, and sometimes you're the subject of those tests, uh, but really he's been doing it for years, and he's just quickly pointed out his experience. Now, Jimmy uh, and Aaron, are you here also? also? Yep. Uh, all right, so Jimmy, Aaron, Bob, after Hunter suggests headlines, let's look at them with him. I know you haven't seen these, and I think it's a good opportunity to insult Hunter and make fun of his headlines. But we do it all the time. <laughs> the goal is to get your audience response and then to help this merchant. But most importantly, I think you need to see examples of good headlines that you can take back and use as models. And so we're going we're gonna to craft these. We're going to move from subject lines from emails to landing pages. So we'll do these rather quickly, and then we're going to move the landing pages. All right? So this was submitted by someone in our audience, and uh, let's see if we can help them. I see some good ones coming in. You're going to want to catalog these. There's a lot of these that we can look at. All right. Uh, Hunter, I'm going to let you take over for a few moments. Thanks very much. 
if you look at this original headline, and if you want to click the, there are a couple of areas here that we thought might be able to be improved upon. Just some areas to watch. What the best prices on top kitchen essentials? Well, we talked a lot about clarity, and the offer best prices is a little bit vague. The question itself, what the best prices on top kitchen essentials? kind of an obvious question. Nobody wants the worst price on kitchen essentials. Nobody wants to pay more than they should. Capitalization throughout this subject line seems very sales-like. And the punctuation with the exclamation point at the end, that's also very sales-like. The length, some people I think in the Q&A mentioned shorten it up a little bit, take off the second half of the sentence. And really, if you look at this, there's no real call to action. It's a question that's a little bit obvious, and then it just says the new catalog has them. So a couple of tests that we might run to try and rephrase these. Save X amount on kitchen essentials. See our new catalog. You put a, a solid number in that percentage there. If you need to fit one, test it. Uh, which of our 43,000-plus products does your restaurant need now? That's a question that's not uh, a yes or no. It's something that maybe makes you think about, well, I've needed this, and maybe it can spur some action. And then the curveball or the wild card in this case is kind of a personal approach to the chefs, the restaurateurs that you're, that you're having your audience rekindle your creativity in the kitchen. It's 180 degrees from a sales type of email and would be a wild card style that you might want to throw in there to see about tone. Excellent. Uh, excellent thoughts. What I'd like to do now is, uh, Jimmy, Aaron, give us your thoughts. Bob, any one of you, but talk to us. What do you think, gentlemen? The the ones that I like personally for more retail, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is a retailer catalog for, for kitchen products. So the ones I like more, more for those types of niches are, are more of a statement, like the first one that, that Hunter has. And here's what kind of a version that I would do. Be very similar. Save X percent on kitchen essentials. And then what I would do is if you can say the best prices, and you can guarantee it. I would say something like save X percent on kitchen essentials, low price guarantee, something like that, and, and then actually have the seal on there. And if they actually have a low price guarantee, that's going to be a real winner in terms of uh, making sure that they are getting a good deal on kitchen on kitchen products. Excellent. Jimmy, Excellent. We're going to move. Were, next I think you were staring at the notes, Jimmy. You, uh, <laughs> I, I actually wrote a hundred and ten percent price match. A, a lot of times, what. We see the we see merchants use pri uh, best prices or unquantifiable statements. Uh, one way around that is to offer a guarantee, like Jimmy said, or to offer a, uh, a price match, which uh, which which can also accomplish that. And those are typically in themselves just the they're the they're the coup de gras of the headline. There's something else with meat that connects with relevance to their need, and then what you're doing is dealing with the concern of price. And that is enough to do only one thing, stop them and get them into the rest of the coffee. Let's move to another one because I know there are so many people that we want to try to help. While I'm going there, let me just suggest this. Jimmy and Aaron and uh, a whole group of us, Hunter, are all going to be together in, uh, in at the Ponte Vedra Beach uh, uh, Optimization Workshop on, I don't know the dates. Hunter, what are the dates? 25th and 26th. And, yes, I am inviting you. I thought a lot about this, but I'd love to see more of my audience and get them there. All we're going to be doing is spending a day and a half optimizing your landing pages together and also certifying you in the methodology that we use. You can go to our website to find out about it. I don't even know where it is. Was it the workshops? Was that the one? Is it marketingservice.com forward slash workshops? I, I, I don't have, a, you know, a banner ad or anything like that, but I would, I would really recommend it. And most importantly, I'd like to get – I think I'd like to build community. I'd like to be with my audience more often than that and, and, and have you meet Jimmy and have you meet Aaron and look at your pages together. And if you haven't registered yet, we, we completely filled up on the last one and you don't have much time left, so please consider that. I want to go on and look. You guys can, can watch Flint make fun of me in person, which is much, much funnier than on the phone. If you ever see Jimmy, you'll wonder how I get away with it. He's like, how, he's huge. He's a big, strong, muscular guy, and he doesn't look like he should be in optimization. He looks like he should be playing football. Uh, but, unfortunately... considered uh, it. I've considered <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got a headline. I'm going to go faster through this one so that we can get to the landing pages. Accelerate Oracle applications by 90X. All right, that's the headline audience. I need you now. Tell, let's help this merchant. How can they write this headline better? 
all right? Oracle, get 90X acceleration, 90 times. 90X is no good. Need to call to action. Are your Oracle applications slow? Okay, I'm seeing criticism, but write me headlines. Write them headlines. I want to see headlines. Accelerate Oracle apps by 90X. Um, okay, so you've, you've shortened the word applications to apps. That's an incremental improvement, but it's smart. All right, what else? Uh, Oracle applications, dash, increased by 90 times. Okay. Uh, your Oracle application can be 90 times faster. Find out how. That's pretty nice, Alyssa. Uh, let me see. Faster Oracle apps now. Act now and accelerate Oracle applications by 90x. All right. Give us one more. There's many coming in. Let me look for one that's interesting. Here's a short one. Oracle, 90 times faster. All right. Now, Hunter, I think we're going to just move swift through this, but I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. All right. Thanks. Uh, the IT audience is pretty tough, certainly. I've worked with them in a the past life. They don't like hype. They don't really like people that much. They're not big on you, and they just want to get help solving problems really fast and really cheaply. So some of the areas to watch were the same capitalization, the tone and language. There's no punctuation in here. It's, it's not a must, but it does give some visual interest. And the length. Sometimes good length is short, sometimes good length is long. Some of the ones that I would suggest testing might be how to speed up Oracle applications by X amount percentage. It's a how-to. It's also a big credible percentage that might stand out. Why Oracle applications can run so slow and how to fix it. Again, it's another solutions-based headline. It's a little flat. It's not that spicy, but it does have something for an IT audience. And then the wild card in this case would be fed up with slow systems. Here's a better way. This is one that uh, has a pre-qualification edge. It tries to weed out people whose systems are fine and trying to get higher qualified people to open the email, for example. It's got the relevance to a certain audience, the one that might be more powerful. And, again, for an IT audience, the question might be a little bit different. The tone might be a little different. But that's a wild card worth figuring out if your audience responds to that came from John Klein. Sure. All right, that came from John Klein. Let's uh, let's let's get a quick thought from uh, some of our optimization guys, and uh, this is your chance to to uh, ridicule Hunter, guys. What do you what do you think? Well, it, somebody said something about the, the 90 times, and I, I, I tend to agree. I think there's a better way to communicate that. I, I would test uh, a variety of this, maybe 9,000% 9, 9, faster. To me, that communicates more uh, the, the speed difference, and also it, it looks like a bigger number. And I also, I'd also test, as opposed to what Hunter has here, something very simple. I think some of, uh, some of our, our readers uh, pointed these things out, but like an Oracle applications, dash or colon, 9,000% faster or 9,000% faster Oracle applications, something to that extent that really cuts to the chase and, and, and it's very clear what we are, uh, uh, what, what, what your message is. Excellent. Uh, there's more we could say, but I want to move the landing pages and keep going. So I've skipped another subject line and I'm going on to landing pages and I've got as many, I've got two on one page. So, Audience, look at the upper left. Be sure you're prepared. And it says, online has Whopper, eight-hour <laughs> annual refresher. Now, before we completely annihilate them on that word has Whopper, the reality is that probably means something to their audience. Uh, I've never heard of it. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Hours on the Haswopper. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. We need you to optimize the headline. We're going to send your thoughts over to the actual person who submitted this. It's the OSHA campus, and it came from, uh, it looks like, Zishan Rahim. And, uh, and so uh, let's, let's see what you think. Give us some headlines. Now, you probably are trying to figure out what the product is. It looks like it's uh, some kind of eight-hour course that you, that you take, and uh, there's a certificate of completion and 24-7 uh, customer support. And so you're, you're selling a course here. Give me a good headline. By the way, I, I, I will have to agree with somebody who just said the gray color is a poor choice. It's a terrible choice. Uh, in all of our testing, uh, what you haven't done is stop their eyes. You've just blurred them as they're going through. All right. Now, <laughs> what I'd like to do is uh, 
is get some feedback. Let me see. Got has Whopper? Get started today. <laughs> okay. I don't know what to say about that, uh, Ryan, but it looks like one of those ads I get in the mail uh, every day in my email that I try to try to get rid of. I'd probably change that one. Prepare yourself with our online Haswopper course, all right? Refresh your Haswopper certificate in only eight hours. Be the hero who avoids an OSHA disaster. All right? That's an interesting one, uh, Pamela. Uh, Haswopper makes the difference. That's from Ken. Uh, knowledge is power. And let me see. Let me look for one more good one, and then uh, we'll let Aaron talk here. I don't know, Joshua, what the word sorry means, but I'm assuming that's your headline. I think I'd probably get a different one. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Don't remember what – okay, here's one from Greg. Don't remember what Haswopper means? Take our refresher course. <laughs> All right. You got me on that one. All right, go ahead. Uh, uh, Aaron, tell us what you do. Sure. I, I think that I, I'm a little bit confused. I don't know if eight hours is, is best. If it's a, if it's a normally a forty hour certification. Up. Yeah, if it's normally a forty hour. Aaron, Aaron, you're breaking yeah. up. Uh, check your line, and I'm going to shift to Jimmy. Uh, we're losing you a little bit. <laughs> I can just feel Aaron's thunder again. I love this. <laughs> no, no problem. I think I think it might have been somebody in my office. Uh, there been some background noise. Is this better? All right, I think yeah. so. Let's try it. Go for it. Okay. Um, I, I don't immediately know because I'm not in this industry if, if eight hours is, is particularly fast. But if it is, and if it normally takes 40 hours to get your certification, and eight hours is, is far far less time, then tell them that and use uh, use some language that you know in 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 half the time, in a fifth the time, in a, in a third the time. Get your uh, renew your Haswopper uh, uh, certification. So uh, I, I would certainly look at that. I, I need to understand a little bit more of the, of the benefits uh, of what your course is and how it, how what you're offering is really is really important to me. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know if this is what it stands for, but someone says it stands for hazardous waste emergency. Just to be clear to everyone on the line. Aaron, you need to check that line. It might be you. I'm not sure, but I'm still having some issues. Jimmy, go ahead. Tell us what you think. I, I want a Haswopper with cheese and bacon and maybe some French fries. Come on, Jimmy. No, no. I would do very similar to Aaron. I think because this is a recertification course type of thing and it's only eight hours instead of 24 to 40 hours, something very similar where you say, you know, renew your Haswopper certification in just eight, in, in just eight hours. And then you probably have like a sub-headline that tells them that uh, it's online, it's convenient, and it, it fulfills their OSHA 29 CFR 1910, which is probably a really important uh, actual certification that they have to fulfill. And making that connection with the exact course that they're looking for is going to be important. So something very, very similar to that. All right. I'm not sure if you can hear me real well, but if this is an optional course, uh, you need to do a better job of, of pointing out the benefits of, re, of getting your certification done again. If it's mandatory that they have to get this, what you need to do is do a better job of communicating the difference and getting the certification through you as opposed to somebody else. Well said. Let's go on to the uh, headline on the right, the most powerful online home search for Smith Mountain Lake. All right. What do you think about this headline, audience? We only have a few minutes left, so tell me how to improve that headline. Aaron, it's, it's probably not you, but check your line. I'm getting strong, strong static. In the meantime, I'm reading what the audience has for us, and I see uh, your dream house, your dream home at Smith Mountain Lakes. Search online with the most powerful online home search. Here's another one. Find your Smith Mountain Lake home online. Here's another one. Find your dream home here. Here's another one. Enjoy life on Smith Mountain Lake. Find yours today. Uh, find your new home at Smith Mountain Lake. All right, come on, audience. Give me, give me, give me one more that's over the top here. Find, search for homes with the most powerful housing directory. All right, uh, Jimmy or Aaron or anyone else here on my staff, go for it. 
Jimmy, talk. As you receive dead silence. So when I look at this, I don't know what the benefits of using their searches uh, compared to anyone else's. So there's there's no credibility. The most powerful, you have to you have to qualify that. You got to quantify that if you if you possibly can. And I'm looking at exactly the total design here. What's happened is you're not going to really. I don't think you're really going to convince anyone from this that they should you know use your search versus another one. I'd rather get them searching. So the way I would do this, there wouldn't be two objectives: search home, search lots. It would just say something like, you know, search Smith Mountain Lake homes over X amount, and X is the number of homes in that area that are in their database, and it's a search box and a go button. And that's and you just cut the extra steps. You get them searching before you're trying to convince them of something. All they want to do is find a potential new home. Yeah, and I'd be very careful with the cursive font. I'd be careful. I'd be very careful with putting the most powerful statement above the red because the eyes skip right through the black and hit Swiss Mountain Lake. Yep. The subheader is above the most dominant text, and so the subheader is completely lost. And I'd be very careful about the, 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 the font itself. And, uh, and you, we could say a lot about the landing page, but I think that's sufficient. Time is running out. I want to just, just do one more thing here in the last few moments that we have. Here's another landing page. Uh, let's look at... Um, the this one right here on the right, swim with the best, fully managed hosting experts. Audience, what do you think of that headline? I want you to rate it on a scale of one to five. On a scale of one to five, what do you think of swim with the best? Uh, if five is good, one is poor. All right. I'm looking across the audience. How did we get it, Angela? How did you give us an eight if the scale is one to five? Did you did you write the headline? <laughs> <laughs> She's from FP Web, and she <laughs> <laughs> It was submitted by Tom. Uh, and Tom, it looks like Brouch or Brouch, and uh, so uh, I'm not sure, but one to five, talk to us. All right, swim the best, fully managed hosting experts. And now, audience, uh, most of you think it's a pretty weak headline, so let's get some rewriting here. They say it's a good picture, but the headline is weak. All right. New headline. <laughs> I'll argue that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the audience is giving us new headlines, and because our time is short, Jimmy, what would you do? So, first of all, your image has to be of hosting and not of the fish. They're, they're trying. This is a branding headline that's trying to make a mental connection that, that, that they're the best this actual hosting program, but it's not doing anything to the customer. How, there's a line at the very bottom. We move you from concept to completion in less time for a fraction of the cost. You need to start with something like that in your headline. How much less time, what fraction of the cost, how are you going to save me time and money by using your fully managed hosting solutions? I want to see something like that in the headline. So you know, save 30% in X hours per day, per month, per, per year, whatever, uh, with your fully managed hosting solution from you know, FP Web. I mean, that was probably longer than it needs to be, but you've got to get some quantitative things that tell how your offering is going to benefit the individual consumer uh, as the first thing they see on the site and not trying to get to this branding-based headline and, and sub-headline and, and information. This, this is a magazine ad. Yep. It's not a good use of the web. And the, the images may be cute, but they're too big. And Jimmy picked, and the, and the font is terrible. The light gray on white can hardly be red. It's too small. It's the wrong color. It has no bolding. There is no iPad. And even the bullets haven't been invented, but makes them harder to read. And the text after them, WSS, MOSS, can't hardly be seen. The Jimmy pulled out, a, it was very smart, Jimmy. Uh, we move you from concept to completion in less time for a fraction of the cost. That's your subheader. And you need something above that that's powerful that stops them, gets them to the subheader, engages them with a paragraph, and then you need longer paragraph text. A couple of, it needs to be clear, and you need to communicate with them. Now, I hope that's helpful, Tom. I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just trying to help you generate more revenue, and we are going to give you thoughts from the audience. I'd like to get feedback from the audience before we go. Some of you, I hope I'm going to be seeing you. Please register while you can to the landing page workshop coming up. That's going to be in Florida. It's at the T it's TPC in Sawgrass. I've never been quite this, uh, I don't know, commercial. I'm an academic, and, and I'm talking about this as if I'm uh, pushing a product. But I just would like to get – I'd like to meet some of the people that are on here over and over again, and we can do that together in Palm Beach. And we can also uh, generate a lot of revenue through optimization together. So think about uh, coming with us in. In the meantime, could we get you to uh, 
talk to us. Is it the exit survey or on here? Uh, there's going to be an exit survey. We'd love you to fill that out and tell us if this has been helpful. Also, I love to read your comments on here before you go. Could you tell us if today's been helpful for you? We worked uh, pretty hard to get this together, and we want to make sure we're doing the right things and that each week is making a difference for you. So uh, we welcome your thoughts. I'll be reading every comment, and I'm grateful, and we'll be back again in two weeks. And when we do, it's going to be very interesting. We're going to focus on lead generation. We're going to be working with one of our top researchers in B2B. He wrote the book, Lead Generation for the Complex Cell. You may be familiar with Brian Carroll. He's a part of our group. And he runs a, a team of experts of about 65 people who are deeply engaged in lead generation efforts and research. And it's going to be really interesting. So uh, be with us uh, in two weeks. Thank you very much. Tell a friend. We'll be back and see you soon.